Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the opportunity that we have to come together. We're thankful that we can look into your word and through thousands of years, though thousands of years have passed, that you can still speak to the hearts of men and women today, that you can still speak to us, that you can still inspire us through the power of your Holy Spirit, and I pray that you would help me to step out of the way and to allow your Spirit to work in this day. We pray that you would uh, bless us as a congregation, that you would bless each one to be open to your Spirit speaking to them, and that you would provide um, provide the right moving of your spirit, whether it comes by something that is spoken, something that is read, or something completely different that your, your spirit would provide. And we pray that each of us would look to you, to your son Jesus. We're thankful for his shed blood on the cross. We're thankful that it can cover our sins and the sins of the world. And we're thankful that we can be deemed worthy in your sight to inherit eternal life with thee through faith in his work on the cross. All these things we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, Brother Dave uh, told me this morning that it's okay for each of us to have our own style. Um, I've been pondering that for several weeks now, what my, what my style is. Um, you know, you go, you go to school and they uh, go to a speech class or something and they tell you, uh, okay, well, you know, whatever you do, don't read your speech and uh, come up with three points and tell them what you're going to tell them, tell it, and then tell them again what you told them and that'll make a good speech, right? So, uh, unfortunately, I feel a little uncomfortable with that. It feels a little canned to me and... Um, I, uh, I don't know, I, I, tell, I told Evelyn, you know, I read this great article years ago, and I think this describes my style. So it was uh, Chief Executive Office, Officer from uh, Hewlett Packard wrote that he practices just-in-time worrying, and that uh, 15 minutes before he, he sets aside 15 minutes before he speaks, and then he thinks about what he's got to say, and then he goes and does it, right? And Evelyn told me, well, that's just another name for procrastination. So, uh, yeah, so maybe my style is procrastination. Um, anyway, uh, I, t I told my kids last night, the, uh, well, this isn't actually the first time I preached. I, I preached in Elgin, Illinois, and Tulare, California. So you can see I've, I've got uh, nationwide acclaim here, at least from the Midwest to the, uh, at least from the Midwest to the West Coast, right? Um, you know, of course, uh, sometimes we feel like we're, we're drafted into, uh, into uh, situations where, where we feel um, uncomfortable, that we feel we don't have enough uh, to give. And in that time, in those times, you know, we really were called to uh, trust in the Lord and to rely on his name. And I'll, I'll never forget, uh, once I uh, came home, my brother Dirk had been in to Larry also at church, and he was there for their, their uh, um, Bible uh, Sunday, or the summer uh, Bible, Bible, uh, Bible school, and he told my mom, he said, well, mom, I played the piano for, for summer Bible school, vacation Bible school, 
my son, mom said, really? I, I didn't know that you could still play. And he said, well, I can't, but I was the best they had. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm sorry, I'm getting carried away here. Perhaps, um, I think that, uh, you know, humor is part of our, our lives, and I, I, I'm not here to be humorous, but, you know, and, you know, my wife reminds me that my humor is, is dry, and I used to think that was a good thing, but um, <laughs> I'm not always sure that she, she thinks that that was the, uh, the intended uh, intended uh, thought, but um, I, I'm just going to uh, uh, open the word here, and my, my Bible, uh, you know, it's probably creased, and so I, I have, uh, uh, what I've opened to today is Isaiah 43, and um, I've been struck by, uh, Evelyn and I have been uh, using a chronological study through the, the word, and you know, as you, if you try to do that for 365 days and to, to keep up with that, um, it uh, sometimes becomes uh, unnerving and, uh, and uh, in, in the sense that, you know, it seems like, oh, some days you get up and you feel like, I, I don't know, oh, I got to get through four chapters today, all of a sudden it's work, you know, and... Uh, but uh, I, I have to say that Isaiah really spoke to me, and uh, I'm glad that that has opened today. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 43. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they will not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even every one that is called by my name. For I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people... Be assembled, who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say it is truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who will let it? Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. 
Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, and they shall not rise. They are extinct, and they are quenched as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. Thou hast not been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle, thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins, thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. I, even I, am he that blotteth out my transgressions for my own sake, and will not remember thy sins. But... Put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Therefore I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary, and given Jacob to the curse, and Israel to reproaches. When I look at the first part of this chapter, it's really an encouragement here uh, that the Lord is thinking of us, that we as the the new Israel, um, that we as the new Israel that are called to be believers in Jesus Christ, his son, that we have inherited many of the the promises of the the, uh, original uh, Israelites and it strikes me that uh, you know many times that we can be easily become discouraged and we we think that uh, we would like things to be different than they are and uh, here we see you know that that God says you know I am greater than your problems I am greater greater than uh, Babylon I am greater than all of the earthly hosts and he's calling his people here to uh, remember this and to come and serve him. Um, in uh, Jeremiah, uh, one of the things that uh, has just happened in uh, our chronological study of the Bible that uh, Evelyn and I are doing is that the, uh, uh, Jeremiah had preached that you know, the Babylonians were going to come and take over Israel, and, uh, and Jeremiah pleaded with the king to um, to uh, you know, to not to fight against him, but to just to surrender, and that you know things would go well for them, instead of trying to rely on the king of Egypt to bring a mighty, uh, a mighty, uh, uh, his mighty armies, and, and make an alliance with him, and to defend Israel, and of course, in, instead, uh, uh, the king of of Israel. Uh, refused to do that and tried to create this alliance with Egypt and instead, uh, of course, is, uh, Jerusalem was plundered and the people were, were carried away and many of their, 
Uh, many of the, the leading members of their society were, were executed. And, of course, we know that uh, Daniel and uh, his uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, were taken to, to uh, Babylon and uh, given, uh, put into uh, re-education training, oh, so to speak. Um, but here, you know, again, the Lord is reminding Israel of his power. And in our personal lives today, you know, here we often feel like the waters are, are rising over our heads. You know, recently we've had the, the reminder again of the, the dangers of, of waters here. We've had a lot of uh, flood warnings here lately in the, the news. And uh, Evelyn and I were trying to, to uh, get someplace the other day, and we had to keep turning around because they were closing the roads, and uh, we didn't know if we were going to be able to get there. Um, but the, here the Lord tells Israel, I'll be with thee, I will go with you through the rivers, and uh, they shall not overflow you. I'll be with you in the fire, and you will not be burned, and the flame shall not kindle upon thee. Uh, similar to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown in the fiery furnace and they came out, uh, there was not even the, the smell of smoke, uh, of smoke on them. And uh, in the... Uh, the lesson today, you know, I was, I was wondering, you know, I was trying to, the Bible class lesson this morning, I, I was thinking about how, uh, you know, Jesus prayed all night, and I was thinking about the times well, when I was going through difficult times, and I was really struggling, and trying to understand or think about, you know, how did I approach that? Did I, what was my prayer life like? And I have to say, in those times that my, my prayers intensified, and uh, especially when, when I was younger and I felt like I, I really didn't have the, the wisdom to, uh, to, or didn't have the perception or direction from God knowing what to do. And it was um, important for, uh, it was important for me to pray. And at times I would, I would fast. Um, I, I remember, um, uh, let's see, I gotta be careful. I gotta, I gotta to, uh, be careful not to embarrass my, my poor wife, and um, I will ask forgiveness if I get home. But when I get home, if I, if I cross the line here. Um, so I had, uh, when I, I came to Syracuse, um, I came uh, at the last minute. Um, I had been praying about coming to Syracuse and uh, going back to school full time uh, over 30 years ago now. Uh, probably crossing close to forty, probably now. But um, and one day I didn't know I didn't know where to, I, I was. I, I felt like uh, my uh, my situation at work was was difficult. Um, the uh, back then the uh, the Japanese were uh, were a, a big competitor of Caterpillar, and uh, our job our job had been. Uh, our, our, job, our salaries had been cut, and we were told there weren't going to be any promotions for a year. So I thought, well, you know, they offered an education leave of absence program. I could go back to, to Syracuse, or I could go to, I'm sorry, I could go back to school full time, right? And so I stayed home one day, and I prayed about, I took a day off from work, and I prayed about, you know, where, where I might, the Lord might lead me to go back to school. And so I, I don't know, I used some logic there. I tried to look at the different places where I wanted to uh, where I might want to go that might have something that combined computer and business for a graduate degree. 
and I looked at schools that were near churches, and I, after that day, I came away totally frustrated because no one had, it was ready May, it was late in the season to apply for uh, college. And uh, so I was, I was kind of frustrated, and I said, Lord, you know, how can I know where to go or what to do? It's not like you can open your Bible and it says, go here or go there. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, the next week I was reading through a book on the life of the Apostle Paul that my mom had given me, and I come to the subheading, and it says, on to Syracuse, right? So, of course, in Acts 28, uh, 12 or 13, my memory's failing me now, uh, the Apostle Paul stopped in Syracuse, Sicily, and that's what the, the, that's what the subheading was about. Anyway, um, so I... I felt like, well, that's well, Syracuse is one of the schools I had called, and that was the only direction I had at the time. So I sent in my application, and they said, well, we're full right now, but if we approve your application, we'll put you on the waiting list. So I said, okay. So eventually I heard back. I was put on the waiting list, and I, I get to around camp time, you know, late July, and I haven't heard anything, and uh, I was the uh, sports director at camp that year. And I stood up on Friday, and I gave my, my last uh, uh, recap and my last uh, uh, projection of what the, uh, what the events were supposed to be for that day. And I sat back down in my seat and looked out in the audience, and I saw one person. I saw Evelyn. And I heard a voice behind me and said, this is the person you're going to marry. I thought, you know, I really wasn't very open to that at that time because I didn't really, I was trying to remember what her name was, right? I mean, I knew I'd seen her before, I'd met her before, uh, and I knew she was from Syracuse, so that was kind of troubling because I was thinking about going to Syracuse for for school, and I thought that was going to complicate things, right? So I, um, anyway, finally on Thursday night, I decided, well, I'd better go talk to Brother Bob you know, at least tell him I might be coming to Sy- going to Syracuse. So I met Brother Bob, and I said, you know, I'm praying about coming to Syracuse. I don't know. I'm on the waiting list. I'm not sure that's it's going to happen or if it's possible, um, but just give you some types of he- some kind of heads up, you know. I might suddenly show up. And uh, so I went back to my, went back to my uh, day job after camp, and I... Uh, I, nothing else happened. Got to be the week before Labor Day, and my boss comes to my desk, and he gives me these papers, and he says, hey, if you're really going back to school here in, in a, a week or two, um, you, need to, uh, you need to fill these out. Uh, the leave of edu- educational leave of absence papers, right? And I was like, but I, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if I'm going back, and... At that point, I just, I was really troubled, and I laid my head down on the, uh, laid my head down on my desk and said, Lord, now what? And the phone rang. I picked it up, Syracuse University calling, saying, I'm off the waiting list, you've been accepted into school, uh, be here in a week. <laughs> So a week later, my mom and I packed up everything in my car, everything, my belongings. You know, it's 
kind of a little, relatively easy when you leave home the first time. You know, everything fitted by car, and we drove to Syracuse, right? Stopped in Mansfield for the youth rally, the Labor Day youth rally. And I went and signed up for my classes, and Mom went and uh, looked for an apartment for me. So um, I was really, uh, you know, at, at that point, uh, I was really... Uh, thought, well, it must be the Lord's leading. That wasn't really something I had to pray a lot more about at that point. Um, you know, if we, look, if we look in Isaiah, you know, um, you see different, different ways that the Lord uh, speaks to people. In Isaiah 30, 21, it says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left. So, you know, I, I felt like... Um, I felt like when I was, uh, felt like I heard God speak when, you know, he told me that uh, Evelyn was the one I was going to marry. You know, I kind of felt like that was the, the voice behind me. And uh, other times here, you know, he says, um, you know, Isaiah 65, 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. So sometimes, even before we, we ask for something, you know, God knows our hearts. And we, we saw today in the Bible class lesson how Jesus went and prayed all night here, especially before he chose his disciples and made, made difficult decisions. And yet, um, we know that God, God can, can work, you know, from the, can understand the intents of our heart, just like this, the Spirit discerns, discerns our heart and uh, discerns our, our deepest motives and that God can hear our prayers before we ask them. So we kind of see these two, two different sides to God or the two different ways that we, we need to approach God. Yes, we need to be very sincere. We need to spend our time in prayer. Prayer, that's important. But at the other, on the other hand, you know, we need to be open to the leading of the Spirit and we need to be ready, ready to move when God asks us to. And we need to... Uh, have faith that you know that God is the the great creator the the all powerful God that he talks about here in isaiah forty three and that he can can work for us you know, even when we feel like we may be confused or not know what the right way is that God can be is there for us and he 's trying to to uh, to work for us and to do what 's best for us So the, uh, you know, I, I came to Syracuse and I, I went to school and uh, I really enjoyed it here. I enjoyed the youth group. I had a had a great year and uh, after a year I went back to, uh, I, um, I don't know, I uh, went back to uh, the youth rally the following year. And I was, uh, at this point, I had taken uh, a job in Syracuse. I decided I was not going to, I was not going to go back to uh, um, my previous job. And uh, I, I, I was, went back to, went back to the youth rally and uh, went and stayed with the brother. And he was supposed to have uh, another load of uh, people staying with him. They were coming from from uh, Windsor, Ontario, but their their car broke down. And so they never showed up. So it was just me and him. So, you know, I'm standing there, and the brother starts asking me, he says, um, 
So, you ever think about getting married? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I've prayed about it. He says, well, do you know who you, the Lord wants you to, get, to marry? And he said, well, yeah, I think so. And he says, so why haven't you asked? Mind you, this is a single brother, right? Not married, it's like, okay, so where's this coming, where's this coming from? And... Um, So I don't know, I went home, I started thinking about that, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I just, I don't know, I didn't really have a good answer for him, so I, I prayed about it some more, and uh, I didn't know if I had an answer, and so I decided, well, I'm going to pray and fast for three days here over this, right? So I prayed and fasted by, for three days, and, you know, I don't know, fasting's hard when you're a young man or an old man. Um, but I was uh, convicted at the end of the three days. I said, well, you know, it's, I've been praying about this over a year. I got a job. You know, my logical mind's going through all these things. And um, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, this is uh, admonition from the Lord speaking through this, this brother that, you know, I'm supposed to ask. And um, so... I went and I talked to uh, Brother Bob again, and I said, well, I think I'm supposed to ask Evelyn to marry me, um, but uh, I might just be delirious from my fasting here, so uh, I'll call you back tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, you know, so, um, so the next, uh, the next uh, morning, I, I found out the youth group was supposed to go to to Hamilton, and um, I found out that uh, Evelyn wasn't going, so I thought, this would be a good weekend. I can talk to Brother Bob, and I won't have to be here, right? Uh, so I went and I talked to Brother Bob, and I says, well, I still feel, I ate, I ate now, I still feel convicted that, you know, that I should ask Evelyn to, that she'd marry me. And um, I... I went away that weekend, and I, I came back in the evening. We used to have choir practice Sunday night, and uh, I went into choir practice. Fortunately, it had already started. We were a little late, and uh, I went in, and so I didn't have to face Evelyn, and I thought, well, you know, I should be able to sneak out here after choir practice without having, to, having any uh, interaction with her. And I go out the, or actually before I, as I go out the, uh, the church door, uh, before I go out the church door, Uncle Bob's talking to somebody else, and, and he uh, looks over at me, and he says, somehow he works this into his conversation that he's having with the person. He says, you know, when they landed on the moon, they said, and the eagle has landed, and he looks at me significantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I guess she knows. <laughs> uh, so I walked out the door, and, um, and I got my car there, and I got Evelyn's directly between me and the car, and I'm like, are you? She's talking to somebody else, and it's like, now what am I going to do, right? Um, so I said, well, I guess I'll just act like a normal day. Nothing else, right? <laughs> so I go up and walk up and I say, greetings, and I greeted somebody, whoever else she was talking to, probably Miriam, and, and her, and, uh, and uh, it was like she was gone a second, right? It was dark, but I think she turned red. Anyway, so I got in my car and went home, and I handed her, didn't... Uh, uh, survive that that uh, that meeting at least, and um, so 
So anyway, I, I, I kept praying about this, of course, you know, probably, probably diligently wringing my soul out, and, you know, this was hard. Um, I, look, I set myself up here. If she says no, um, if she says no, my, my, uh, I'm kind of stuck here, you know, I got my job. Uh, I'm stuck here. I shouldn't say that. Um, if she says no, it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be a tough, tough couple months here, at least. And so the next uh, the next uh, Sunday, um, I believe it was uh, uh, Brother Bob Jr. had the afternoon service, and he talked about Hebrews 11, and you know the faith chapter. And um, I don't know, I was encouraged by that, and I hoped that maybe Evelyn was too. And I went home, and uh, meanwhile, um, Brother Bob had left for Mansfield because Brother Tony Betts had passed away, and so I knew I wasn't going to hear anything thing on my, I wasn't going to hear an answer from him at least. And uh, so finally, uh, Wednesday night, about two weeks later, um, I get a call from Brother Bob, and he started talking to me about something else, and I said, phew. Maybe Ellen hasn't said anything yet. And he says, and then he says, oh, and I, I spoke with Evelyn today. And um, she says, you're the one she wants to spend the rest of your life with, her life with. And, you know, I, I, I just about, you know, I, I don't know what I did then, but I probably like I feel now. I feel like crying. I feel like, you know, excited. And... You know, I you you go through these these periods in life, you know, where you feel like you know you've just been spent. Your your the Lord has tested you. You're you're out of uh, you're out of prayers. You don't have any left, and you know at the same time, and then the Lord answers your prayer, and you feel this overwhelming gratitude, but you also feel perhaps somewhat um, ashamed that you hadn't trusted the Lord, you hadn't trusted the one that uh, says that, you know, that um, he's called you by, he's called me by my name, I have created him for glory, I have formed him, yeah, I have made him, that he's made us, that he's created us in his own image, and that, you know, he's, he's working for our good and that we're precious in his sight, and we haven't listened to, fear not, for I am with thee. You know, uh, here, even though Israel was taken, was going to be uh, taken captives by the Babylonians, he promised, I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. And I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back, bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And... Uh, I'm sorry. I've kind of uh, I've kind of done what uh, Tony Evans says is I think he calls it the diving board sermon, where you you start a, you read something from the scripture and then you go where you, you go where your mind takes you. Um, but uh, I I really feel like you know that the um, I, I I'm humbled that I've been asked to to uh, serve you in this way and uh, I pray that. Um, I pray that the Lord would encourage you and bless you. I pray that the Lord would not 
uh, not let you to uh, give up on praying or turning to him for uh, great things yet in your life or in the lives of us as believers as we walk together. But um, I pray that, uh, that each of us will not only be fervent in prayer, even when we are, are tired or ready to faint, um, but that we'll also be open to the Lord's leading when he gives us, when he speaks that word behind us, when he speaks that, uh, you know, when, when, he, when he speaks before we ask, when he hears the desires of our heart and he, he answers in spite of the fact that we don't, don't remember praying for these things. And, um, you know, I, I had uh, four or five sermons prepared for today, none of which were very much like this. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I was really moved by the uh, the lady's advice for Emily here, and uh, that could have been a yesterday from the uh, that they they uh, on, they wrote on cards for the shower, and that could have been a great a great sermon for today. Um, but I hope that I've I've listened to the Lord, and I hope I've shared something that could uh, encourage you in your walk, and that uh, you the Lord would would bless His word. Thank you.